Hello? Wait, it's not going yet. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this topical life. You are at season three. I am just looking here. I've never done this on desktop. I've only done this on my phone. So not sure how this is going to be, but okay. Um, if you are listening, let me tell you, okay. This is, I, like I've said before, okay, let me back up here. Five minutes ago, I was helping my seven-year-old, um, do math. And so and then I jumped in the shower and then I'm here and I'm like way later than I thought I would be. So back up here. Okay. This is the first episode of season three and it's very telling. This is why, because, um, there is a plot twist and the plot twist. Am I ready to share the plot twist? I don't know if I'm ready to share the plot twist yet, but I will say this. If you are feeling the way I feel right now, this is going to be for you. Okay. The plot twist. The plot twist is, is that I am going to be the guest for the next, I don't know how much many episodes, but I promise you this, I'm going to come to this platform and I'm going to be here and I'm going to be as is, um, people are going through hard times. We're all going through a hard time right now. I mean, I can't even like get ready. So, so here we are. And the plot twist is yes, I'm going to be here for every episode. Um, no guests until there's a guest. And the reason how this came to be really was, um, thanks to Ruthie, um, and a word, a word that came to my brain and has been sitting there ever since. And basically the word, well, let me back up. So if you, if you saw on Facebook, the um, Marco Polo that I did to my sisters, which opened up a lot to people, but basically that my sister had, I mean, my sister, I was open up to my sisters about what was going on in our, in our life and how I was going to be a stay at home mom, teacher person. And it was very upsetting to me. And, um, long story short, Ruthie gets chickens, didn't want the chickens. And as she was naming the chickens, she said, Oh, I want to name this one Salem. It means peace. And I was like, that doesn't mean peace. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and she goes, yeah, it does. And I think the word I had thought of was Sela. And, um, and so I thought the word Sela that I had heard from someone naming their kid that, basically was what meant peace. And so she was like, no, look it up. And so I looked it up and Salem actually does mean peace. And so that's the name of one of her chickens. And, um, the, the name Sela kind of stuck with my brain and, you know, you guys up to this point, um, you have been fairly open about my beliefs and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, on this platform, everyone and anyone is welcome. And the way that I see things, um, and the way that I live my life is through faith and that is faith in Christ. Right. So through that, um, when I got that word, it was Sila and that name just like 
stuck and stuck and stuck and stuck. And I was just like, what is going on? And meanwhile, I was thinking about the podcast, like, what does this mean for our, you know, the podcast and blah, 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 blah. And finally, I looked up the word and the word sila means pause. Now, as I unpack that word, it actually, you know, in all truth, um, there's a lot of controversy in the, in the word sila. Um, sila is actually in the Bible um, 74 times and 71 times in Psalms and four times in Habakkuk. Okay. It's just the Bible. So what's funny about this specific word is that it does in Hebrew mean pause. It also means reflection. It means um, basically more so like a lyrical term, which in Psalms being a song mean and, and it pausing. I know this sounds kind of confusing, but you know, like when you're hearing a song and then the song stops and then there's this like pause and then the following happens, right? So with that, um, that is the word that kind of sunk in with me. And so unpacking that word. Okay. So sila meaning pause. Okay. And then another funny thing about this word is that, which I find is kind of funny is that Bible people per se, um, they were so confused by this word specifically that, the, that in some translations of the Bible, they just took it out. So I think that's hilarious because I don't know, maybe it seems like people are trying to be so much more about being right and specific than just like owning the word and maybe not being so clear on what it actually meant. But anyway, overall, it basically means pause and reflect. So that is the name of this season is Sila. And what's going to happen is, is that, yes, this is the first episode and there is going to be other episodes, but I don't know how many, and I don't know if it will be every week, but I promise you this, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up as I am. I'm going to talk and we're going to talk about what Sila means and what that means for where we are at in life. Because where we are at in life right now is difficult. I don't care if you are an elementary student. I don't care if you're a high school student, middle school student, adult, old person-ish, infant. It's hard, okay? Um, we're in a hard spot. And we're not going to waste it. You know, there is purpose in everything we go through, right? So Sila, and I'm going to find my marker here. Okay. This is basically what I'm going to, what we're going to be talking about. Okay. And actually I technically don't know what we're going to be talking about. Like, let me emphasize that again. It's just about like the overarching theme of what's going to be happening in season three. Okay. So we have the word Sila. I'm writing it down right now because there are listeners out there that are listening and not watching. So with Sila, we can focus on the past and we can focus on the future. Okay. But where does Sela really lie? Okay. So if you look at this and hopefully you're seeing it the way I'm seeing it, but basically, okay, here's the past. We can look at life, the past, where does Selah fit? Okay. In the middle right here. And then this is the future right there. So you see these like big mouth things right here. So here's the past. La, 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 la. 
Okay, I'm not doing that right. <laughs> and here's the future, okay? Sayla just looks freaking awkward, okay? Look at that. Everyone, we focus on the past, we focus on our future. What do we do with this space? Okay, Sela, it's a pause, okay? What does that mean for our life right now? All right, so see how it looks so pokey when we focus past and future, right? This is what we're gonna be doing as Sela. Let me show you, okay? What I'm doing is I'm writing Sela, S-E-L-A-H, and I'm turning around the mouths that you would use and in like addition and subtraction and going like this. So here's Sela. Past, future, Sela. Sela is the pause. Sela is messy. Sela is, is the fact that you don't have a job right now and you're wondering what the do I do? You have a job right now. Your marriage is miserable. You have a job, you know, your, your life is in a pause right now because the world is in a pandemic. Your kids, your people around you are hurting. Okay. You don't know what to think. You don't know how to interpret. I don't know how to interpret. I don't know how to think. And I don't know what to think. Actually, to be honest, yesterday, last night, I was going grocery shopping for my family at eight o'clock at night and I opened up the trunk and what do I see? I see all the stuff that I packed to evacuate for a fire, okay? I had all my stuff packed up for a fire and I was also, I was also pack, getting groceries for my family. Like it was the next day, like, okay, we're going to school the next day. Okay. We're over the fire. We're over the smoke. We're over this. We're going here. COVID what? I mean, it's like one thing to the next, one thing to the next, one thing to the next. Well, guess what? We're going to focus on the SELA. Okay. Because the SELA technically is so powerful and the world is going to tell you that it doesn't matter that the world is going to tell you that oh you need to be working towards this or oh you haven't done this in your past so here you are you're failing and you know you're you need to be moving forward okay but meanwhile life is messy it's not it's what what can someone if you are having to do things how can you pause right Okay. The world is telling you you're missing out. The world is telling you you're failing. The world is telling you you need to be doing more. The world is telling you you're not good enough for your family. The world is telling you you're not strong enough for your family. The world is telling you that you can't do this. And what I'm saying is, is there is a certain truth to that. You cannot do this without hope. Okay. You cannot. How can we? What would be the purpose of, of going through something like this without hope and purpose, right? So Sila, la 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 la, means pause. And so what is hopeful about the word Sila is this, is that in a musical lyrication, however you say that, don't know, but you know, you're singing a song and, and in the Bible, we're talking about Psalms the song stops. They actually use the word Sila. Okay. What happens when you listen to a song and it stops and then the next part happens, whatever happens next is super freaking 
powerful. Okay. So what we're going to do in these next episodes, whenever they come, is it's going to be taking your circumstance. Okay. And making a purpose stance. Okay. There is a purpose in this. Do I believe God wanted a pandemic? Do I believe that God wanted people to die? Do I believe that people that do I believe that God wanted these fires, tornadoes, hurricanes, all those things? Absolutely not. But I will tell you this, he will and promises that he will use it. Okay. And I feel like whatever circumstance you are in right now can be used and will be used given the fact that maybe we unpack what this means. Okay. And also on your faith journey, whatever that is, what that could look like in your daily life. Like I know we all come here and believe different things. Okay. I know we all come here and believe different religions. Right. But I do believe that we can come to a certain space together. And yes, I believe that it's covered in love. I really, really do. I do believe that searching inside, you can hear God or however you interpret that. And in reading, um, in reading a little bit of Glennon Doyle Melton, I know you guys probably know her and, um, she is, she is, I think she claims herself as a Christian. I'm not really sure, but she's very open, you know, and, um, I just love the way she describes her inner knowing. Um, I don't know if you've read this book, but it's her latest. I don't do book covers, so it's, it's untamed, but, um, I wanted to read this to you because those who are out there right now who are like, what are you talking about? How would I even like go there? How would I even like what are you talking about? Hope, faith, love, and all those things. Like I'm in a shit place. What do I do? Okay. So this is what I think. This is where I feel like we can all kind of relate. Be still and know. This is page 56 of her book, Glennon Doyle. Okay. Untamed. I'd read that verse many times before, but it struck me freshly this time. It, it didn't say pull your friends and know, or read books by experts and know, or scour the internet and know. It suggested a different approach to knowing. Just stop. Stop moving. Stop talking. Stop searching. Stop panicking. Stop flailing. If you just stop doing, you'll start knowing. This seemed like magical nonsense, but desperate women take desperate measures. Measures. I decided to experiment. After the kids left for school, I shut myself in my closet, sat down on a, sat down on a towel, closed my eyes, and did nothing but breathe. At first, each 10-minute session felt 10 hours long. I checked my phone every few moments, planned my grocery list, and mentally re redecorated my living room. The only thing I seemed to know on the floor were that I was hungry, itchy, and suddenly desperate to fold laundry and re reorganize my pantry. I was an input junkie thrown on detox. I was tempted to quit every second, but I was stern with myself. Ten minutes a day is not too long to spend finding yourself, Glennon. For God's sake, you spend 80 minutes a day finding your keys. After a weeks, a few weeks, like a gymnast who was able to stretch deeper after each training, I began to feel myself dropping lower during each closet session. Eventually, I sank deep enough to find a new level inside me that I'd never known existed. This place is underneath, low, deep, quiet, still. There are no voices. There are not even my own. All I can hear down there is my breath. It was as though I'd be drowning and in my own panic, I had been grasping for air, calling for rescue and flailing on the surface. But what I really needed to do 
save myself was let myself sink. It struck me that this is why we say to people, calm down. Because breath, the noise of pounding, swirling surf, is a space where all is quiet and clear. Since the chaos stills, stills in this deep, I could sense something there I was not able to sense on the surface. It was like that silent chamber in Denmark, one of the quietest places in the world where people can actually hear and feel their own blood circulating. There in the deep, I could sense something circulating inside me. It was a knowing. Okay. I can know things down at this level that I can't on the chaotic surface. Down here, when I pose a question about my life in words of abstract images, I sense a nudge. The nudge guides me toward the next precise thing. And then when I silently acknowledge the nudge, it fills me. The knowing feels like warm liquid gold filling my veins and solidifying just enough to make me feel steady certain. What I learned, even though I'm afraid to say it, is that God lives in this deepness inside me. When I recognize God's presence and guidance, God celebrates by flooding me with warm, liquid gold. Okay? That is what we need to do. All right? I think in this space of Sila, I think that there is going to be a time where we realize um, there are muscles that maybe we have flexed but haven't recognized in a long time, or maybe muscles that we've never realized that were there, okay? And it's been hard, and it's been challenging in all the things, okay? But I do think that there is purpose in this. And I do believe that, you know, sticking around through these episodes, whatever comes around, I think there's something for you. Who is this for? Okay. This is for anyone and everyone. Will there be curse words? Probably. Is there going to be humor? Absolutely. Okay. We are basically just going to get in the nitty gritty because we're here. We're in this. Okay. Just I don't know, five hours ago, I was crying, trying to teach my child second grade math on a computer. Okay. We all have our heart. We all have a circumstance that we're going through. But I do believe that through these episodes and whatever holds our future, if we can focus on this, is that we can take this circumstance and dig deep, so deep and dig ourselves into that sand so that when a wind and a storm comes, which it is right now, but even for the future, that we're able to stand our ground and be firm and be strong, you know, and know that this isn't the end of the world, that this, that, that there is purpose in this, that this is not wasted. Right. I mean, my, my glasses are fogging up. Um, and so with that, it's like, if we think about that, The storm that we're in, okay, for instance, Jen Hatmaker, are you guys familiar with her? She is recently, she, um, she's a Christian author who came out as like, um, LGBTQ person who was supportive and got a lot of backlash from Christians about her support, which is crap, basically. 
Um, which is why, honestly, you know, I have a hard time identifying as Christian in a lot of ways because of this kind of stuff. But um, anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is that she is actually going through a divorce right now. And she said something on Instagram that basically was like, if I had not had my faith and where I stand right now, or what she more said was, is because I have my faith and where I stand right now, I'm not as shaky as I could be, or I'm not going to fall apart. I feel strong. I'm going to get through this. It's really freaking blood staking hard, but she feels stronger and she feels like that whatever she's put into in her faith and where she's grown has, has strengthened her for this, for this time in her season, you know, in this season. So I do believe that down this season, there will be purpose for you. I do believe that, um, you know, personally, it's been hard for me. I am showing up to the table with you, not at you. Okay. I promise I'll be honest. All right. I promise that I'll show up as me. I know I can't probably say everything personal about my life because I have family members that are kind of protective, but I will say that I'm a person that would rather apologize than ask for permission. I will say that. So sorry, Brian, sorry, Joey, Ruthie, Tobin. Um, but they do that. They do see that this is valuable, you know? Um, in fact, I will say like even Joey, this is why I think too, is like another perspective I'm going to share too, is that, you know, when we were going through, uh, just last week going through, like, I think we were like going from the swimming pool back to the hotel that we were staying at. Was it that weekend? I don't even know. But anyway, Joey was, and I was just like kind of hiding behind what I was going through. And I felt like I really needed to be strong for them, you know? And it was so telling because he was like, I go, yeah, Joey, I'm just, I'm just really struggling right now. It's really difficult. You know, he goes, no, tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you really feel. And, oh, it makes me want to cry because at that moment I realized they, these kids, these high schoolers, these middle schoolers, these elementary schoolers, they need to see the real freaking deal. Do you think they not see it? Do you think that, you know, I think this stay at home school stuff is probably harder on me as a parent than it is them as the students, even though, yeah, they're upset. Yeah, they're, you know, they're upset, but I feel like they're being taken away from something so valuable, you know, but can I trust that maybe this might be good for them? That maybe a high schooler actually needs to be around their family more for this precious ninth grade year, you know, than being around friends per se. You know, I mean, I don't know what the future holds, you know, I know what my childhood meant to me, but does that mean what my childhood meant to me has to mean for them? No, it does not. So why can't I just be like, you know what, Joey, this is what I thought. This is what I wanted for you. And this is the way it is. And I'm just having a hard time with it. And fuck that, you know, like seriously. Oh yeah. And there will be cursing. I don't know if I said that, but I just can't, I just can't, you know, not so just FYI. Um, but you know, it's like they, they want the real thing. And what is the real thing? You know, is it us protecting them being like, 
yeah, you're in a pandemic, but it's okay. You're just going to have to learn at home and all is going to be well. And I'm going to protect you and blah, 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 blah. No, no. Do you think that they're going to grow up and go out in the real world and not see worse than what we're seeing right now? It ain't getting a lot better. And to tell you the truth, I mean, this has absolutely nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with anything. This is just life and it's hard, right? And I think as kids, as we were like, I think um, this is so funny because another thing I was going to mention was, is this just for women? You know, I've had people tell me, um, you know, I think you should, you should speak out for women. You know, I mean, after they heard the chicken episode on Marco Polo on my Facebook, that was totally random. It was like, you know, this is an important thing. Women are being set back. Okay through this pandemic, through this. It's true. It is true. My husband sees it. We all see it. If you don't see it, you might see it. Your wife, you might want to ask her. She probably sees it. What I'm saying is, is that this is, you know, it's, it's not just for, it's, it's not just for, it's for everybody. Okay. It's for men too. I know a lot of strong men who want to support their wives and don't know how, okay? And a lot of women who need to flex their muscles a little bit more, you know, um, don't hide behind the husband. How do we get through this? You know, this isn't just for, I, you know, this is for men too, okay? This, this is for men, women, children, high schoolers, the whole thing. I, I, I want to stress that. Because um, we all have a role, right? And we all have something to contribute in that role. And I think by just saying a feminism, a feminism thing, which is true, women need the rights. Women need more power. I think that there are men out there that want to do that for their wives. I have a husband at home who does. And yet, yes, I am the one at home right now homeschooling our kids and I don't want to be. But how are we going to get through this? How am I going to how am I going to learn how to empower myself? How to empower him to empower myself, right? So flex the muscles, right? The muscles are right there. Look at this. Look at this right here. It needs to be flexed, all right? Um and not in a pride way, you know? I mean, there's a lot of power and I think there's a lot that we don't see, you know, so fighting for something out there is one thing, but fighting for things in your home, for the, for the health of your home, for the wealth of your home, for the richness for your home is so friggin' powerful is you claiming to be a Democrat, you claiming to be a Republican, you claiming to be a feminist, you claiming to all these things. How much power is in that versus the power in your home? And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Sila, these next weeks, we're going to be unpacking that. I do not know what next week we're going to talk about. Okay. You will get an announcement. If there's a fire in this atmosphere, there won't be an episode. I will let you know. Okay. But I will say this. I'm hoping there's a, there's a weekly episode because I need it. Okay. I need it for myself. Um,
I guess that's really it, you guys. Um, I am happy to be back on this platform. It is very unexpected to be in this light, honestly. Um, but here we are. And I'm excited. I'm nervous. And I'm vulnerable. But I come in love. And it's good to be here. So I hope this week you have a good week. Think about the word Sila. Spend some time thinking, what could this be for? Okay. What could, what could be profitable in this pandemic? Is it hard? Oh yeah. Is it heavy? Oh, believe me. I'm with you. I am with you 1000% all age levels. You guys, I see it in my kids. I see it in my husband. I see it in myself. I see it in my loved ones. This is hard. Let's do this together. Let's, let's, let's do this together. Okay. All right. You guys have a good week. Um, I'm hoping that this probably shared on some way, but, um, you guys take care. Okay. And if I can shut this out, that would be awesome. Let's see here. Okay. You guys take care. Bye-bye.